Welcome to All Things Erie from Erie, PA. Uh, This is Kathy. I'm your host for today's podcast. I would like to thank all of those who I've recently given the podcast information to via Twitter for those who have asked for recommendations to try new ones. And today is a snow day. We in Erie, PA have been hit with the uh, massive storm that has, I'm sure, affected millions of people. But for me, it gave our school district a snow day. So now I have no excuse to do laundry. And I'm sure lots of people feel the same way I do about laundry. I am, it is not my friend. It really just is not. I don't mind doing it. It's just putting it away I really hate it it's you know an hour to wash it hour to dry it seven to ten business days to put it away just like the meme says so on we go and as always our housekeeping if this is your first time listening to our podcast thank you there are 22 episodes and three other mini-sodes to go on these platforms to download Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, and podbean.com, which you're also welcome to ask questions or leave a comment. And today's mini-sode is an update about little Evelyn Boswell and Lori Vallow slash Daybell. Now, I said in the last podcast that both women, meaning Maggie or Megan Boswell, needed to be thrown in jail to see how it's really going to be for them and how this isn't a joke and not about them. Well, shit is about to get real for both of them. And now it's going to be about he who talks walks or at least gets the best deal. On to Megan Boswell, who she's only 18, which means she had little Evelyn at the, I, for whatever reason, I'm thinking she's three because I got her mixed up with little Kaylee Anthony. Little Evelyn's only about 18 months old. So Megan had her at the age of 17, maybe 16 and a half. So she was a teen mom. I mean, she's still a teenager, but she had, she was a young teen mom when she had little Evelyn. She's finally been arrested in Sullivan County on charges related to the case. Honestly, I'm not sure what she thought was going to happen with trying to play cat and mouse games with the police. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, which before we said we were just going to leave it at TBI, they issued an Amber Alert for Evelyn on February 19th at the request of the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office, which apparently there seemed to be some confusion as to why there wasn't one issued right away, which they, meaning the Sheriff's Office, they took that which they brought it up in their press conference, their most recent one. Megan Boswell faces one count of making false reports, which was brought up by the sheriff's count, the sheriff counties, I should say. Megan Boswell faces one count of making false reports. And this was said by the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office, their spokes, spokesperson, Captain Amy Seabolt. What people don't realize is that this actually does happen. You cannot say that something happened to you and then have police running around like chickens with their head cut off, searching for someone, trying to run down leads, and then sit there and say, 
well, not really. She really wasn't there. I thought my mom was going to just bring her back. This shit isn't a game you're playing. And now you're playing a game of one and a game of who's going to talk first. Is it going to be you? Is it going to be your mom? Or is it going to be mom's boyfriend? And like I said before, my bet is on the boyfriend because men who go to prison with the stink of killing children or something like that do not fare well. I am going to add a link to the Facebook page for the the Sullivan County um, Sheriff, his press conference. And they also talk about, they warn about a fake GoFundMe account for Evelyn Boswell, which people come out of the woodwork for these kind of things. And, and it's truly, truly sad. What they also talk about is Megan Boswell providing a number of uh, conflicting statements that with the further investigation by the police and, and their agents, it revealed that the information was false, which is why Megan was arrested, giving these false reports. At this point, I would doubt she would know what the truth was if it jumped up and bit her in the ass, to be honest. And Megan remains in custody as of Tuesday evening in the Sullivan County Jail on a $25,000 bond, which at this point, I'm not sure I would be, I would be, wouldn't be surprised if she asked for a reduction in bail. But this judge really needs to hold firm on this and let Megan sit and stew a bit and see what it's like in jail. And I'm just waiting to see if she starts doing interviews and asking to be paid. I would not be surprised. She just seems to be like this sort of person, a lot like Lori Vallow, who wants that attention. But we're going to talk about Evelyn at this point. And that takes us into Wilkes County, North Carolina, which where the update was yesterday, where the people and officials were searching in Wilkes County for Evelyn. And according to the Tennessee County Sheriff's Office, this is the same area where the grandmother of Evelyn and the grandmother's boyfriend were found and arrested on warrants in Tennessee, the boyfriend being William McLeod and the grandmother being Angela Boswell. And those charges they were arrested on were unrelated to the disappearance of Evelyn Boswell. Channel 12 News spoke with McLeod's grandmother, Mary McLeod, which she said she doesn't think that her grandson would harm Evelyn Boswell. The grandmother also said that McLeod did not appear to have the child with him. Now, they did not stay with the grandmother. They, meaning McLeod and Boswell, stayed at a hotel called, I shouldn't say hotel, I should say motel. They stayed at a motel called Lowe's Motel in Wilkesboro, which the staff there were interviewed by Channel 12 News, and the staff had said that McLeod and Boswell stayed at the hotel that previous week, which host, uh, the hotel staff also said they did not see a child with the, with the couple. Now back to the grandmother. We would all like to think that our family, family members would not do anything like this. As you can see, it happens. I mean, it happens all the time. You want to say that it happens to someone else. It doesn't happen to us. It doesn't happen in our family. 
but unfortunately it does. And as you can see that McLeod's girlfriend's daughter is a nut job dipped in all kinds of crazy because of everything that she's doing. Instead of stepping up, taking responsibility for a child that she had, she's obviously very immature. She has not the ability to recognize that this is a human being. This is not a toy that I am going to set up on a shelf and put away for a while until I can mature enough to take care of this child. This child is here. This is happening. This is now. I need to step up and take responsibility for whatever it is I did. I'm going to play games. I am going to mind fuck with the police. I'm going to mind fuck with the news. I'm going to mind fuck with everybody. She's not realizing you can't do that. So now she's, it's a reality for her that she's sitting in jail. She's wearing that orange jumpsuit for however long it's going to take. If somebody can get that 10% of bail for her, which is $2,500, is anybody going to be willing to put up that bail for her? We know it's not going to be Evelyn's grandfather because he's the one that turned his own daughter into OCY or CYS or whatever it is that particular office is called down there. That man is in a living hell because he hasn't been able to see his grandbaby. Nobody wants to actually tell the truth about what the hell is going on down there. And the police, they are taking every lead seriously and running with it. And it's taking their manpower and just stretching it as thin as possible. The grandmother, whatever is going on between these two women, and it is, it, it, and it seems to be that's what it is. It is, it is between these two women, the mother, Megan, and the grandmother. It's, it boils down to, well, my mom did this. No, I didn't. It's about this car. The daughter it sent the police up to Virginia. No, they're not up there. They ended up being in North Carolina. Everything is everywhere. You need a whiteboard just to follow this particular case. Again, what these two people are forgetting about is the child that is involved, her health and her safety. You just want to take them both and shake them and say, get it together. Say the truth about what happened to this child. Forget about everything else and just say what happened to the child. In Wilkes County, the Wilkes County Sheriff's Office they had assistance from Cheryl's Ford uh, Terrell Fire and Rescue Department. They ended up searching a pond near the Shepherd Crossroads community, and they ended up using a remote-operated vehicle. In that search, it ended up being inconclusive. The, they may ended up making a comment, which was, we remain committed and continue to do everything possible to find out what happened to Evelyn. And our main concern right now is finding Evelyn. The Amber Alert remains in effect for Evelyn Boswell, who has not been seen since December 26, 2019. However, the actual date by anybody else was the babysitter, which took takes it back to December 10th, I do believe, 10th or 11th. Now, Evelyn Boswell was reported missing this particular week. And as a reminder, she's two feet tall, weighs about 28 pounds, and she has blonde hair, blue eyes. Now, she's also, she was wearing a pink little tracksuit, and she had a pink bow in her hair, and she had pink 
and white shoes on. The grandmother is actually in the same Tennessee jail as the mother. And I'm sure that was a wonderful family reunion for both mother and daughter. My only thought is, is did they put in an undercover police officer in there to overhear anything? Sometimes they do that. Sometimes they put somebody in the same jail cell to see if they can get that person talking. And they've done it in the past with serial killers to see if they can get them talking, see if they can find out any other, you know, where the location of bodies are, if they can gain the trust of that person to get them to, to get them to fess up. But here's the, here's the kicker on where the pond was, where those investigators were searching for little Evelyn. The pond that the property sits on shows that the home is owned by a family member of William McLeod, the boyfriend of Evelyn's, uh, Evelyn's grandmother, Angela Boswell. To me, that cannot be a coincidence, and there has to be more to that for whatever reason. I don't know if they themselves spoke up saying that, you know, McLeod and Boswell were here for a visit. They came here out of the blue for whatever reason. One of them went out to the pond. They took the car out there and they came back. They did something out by the pond. I don't know. They did not make any other updates other than, look, we had to go search this pond, but there was, it was inconclusive. They made the announcement and they said that they were still waiting for their findings. However, if you know or have any information about Evelyn's whereabouts, please call 1-800-TBI-FIND. Again, that's 1-800-TBI-FIND. There is still the reward for Evelyn, which is currently $59,850 for information leading to Evelyn's location. But please, even if you no, or even if there wasn't a reward, just do the right thing for Evelyn's sake. She's a little baby. She needs to be taken care of by her family, a sane family member. She needs to be go back to her grandfather and be back with someone that she knows. Now on to Lori Vallow for the update on her. And finally, Lori is where she belongs. She's in jail not being able to island hop on a tropical paradise in Hawaii. Her bail has been set at $5 million, and the judge denied her request for her bail to be reduced. And when that didn't work, miracle of all miracles, Lori agreed to an expedited return to face charges in Idaho rather than wait for an extradition hearing that had, that would have been set up for this up, upcoming Monday because prior to that she was fighting extradition charges she was fighting her extradition the judge had set up a status hearing for this upcoming Wednesday to make sure she was she will actually be picked up she's facing two counts of desertion and non-support of dependent children now, this is a catch-22 for Lori, because if Lori says, I'm not in any way, in in any, if Lori says, you cannot charge me for de- desertion of non-support or of dependent children, the judge is going to ask her, well, why not? Well, I don't, I, the children are not in my care. Well, why are they not in my care? Why are they not in your care anymore? Well, they're in this person's care. 
well, we have to check this out. Why are they not in that person's care? Well, where are your children? You must show children. These children must, you must show proof of where these children are at. If she cannot show proof, you have to come, there has to be some way that she's going to have to show proof of where these kids are at. Because if not, then it's going to be, then you're going to be charged with some other, something other than short of being charged with murder. Because if she cannot show where these kids are at, then it's going to come down to the nitty gritty of, well, then if you cannot show us where these kids are, then we're going to go on the, on the premise that you've killed these kids because you did not take any of their possessions with you. You left their possessions in, in this storage area. Why? If you can't tell us why, then that tells us that you have nothing to do more with these kids because the only person that has their kids with them is Chad. Chad has his five kids with him, which is odd. Lori, Lori didn't take her kids, but Chad did. Lori's attorney is claiming that Lori has moved to Hawaii where her, ch- her husband lives. My question is, is which husband was she talking about? Is she talking about Chad or is she talking about Charles? Because Charles was trying to make a move to Hawaii. I did not realize that Chad was. Chad was living in Idaho, which is why Lori moved from Arizona to Idaho. Prior to that, Lori was in the process of moving to Hawaii with her prior husband, Chad. That's where they had the prior home with because they were looking to move there. In In actuality, they had lived there for a little while, but moved back to the States because Charles' business wasn't doing as well. That's why they moved back to Arizona because Lori had made friends in Hawaii and but and had kept in contact with them. This this particular case needs a whiteboard and needs to be done in by video because if not, it it it's really hard to follow. When Lori was married to Charles, Charles and Lori lived in Hawaii. They actually have had a house together. Charles' business was not doing as well when they lived in Hawaii. So they moved back to Arizona. The house was still kept in Hawaii. When Lori first left, she moved to Idaho. Now, my understanding was that her and Chad took off from Idaho, went to Hawaii, but didn't tell anybody. They got their own little place in Hawaii. They stayed at a hotel there. Nobody said anything about packing up and and just moving. They just took their stuff and left. They left a lot of stuff back in Idaho. Lori never kept in contact, never contacted her friends in Hawaii, never said, hey, I'm back. This is what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. They just left. Now keep that in mind because her attorney is claiming that Lori moved to Hawaii with where her husband lives, that it was a quote unquote planned move prior to Idaho authorities filing charges, saying that she's not a flight risk and that the $5 million bail is excessive for someone being charged with a class B felony. If she's not a flight risk, that's BS. She took off and said nothing to no one. It took investigators to track her down. Flight risk, my rosy ass. That woman is a huge flight risk. And it's not just 
the kids that I think the judge took into account, even though that's what he's looking at. This woman is connected to three other suspicious deaths. What I would like to know is, where's all the money she took from her last husband? Because she took a lot of money prior to him being killed. She didn't get any of the beneficiary, uh, any of the life insurance that I know because the man was smart when she first took off and redid his entire will. He left everything to his sister, which Lori, for whatever reason, in her tw- sick, twisted mind, thought that she was still a beneficiary. I'm, and when I'm sitting here asking myself, well, what money did you live off of while you were in, in Hawaii? Surprise, surprise. Chad got his money from the death of his wife. So they've been living off of that because Hawaii is expensive. So, mm, but is Chad really going to put up all that money for your attorneys, for your bail, for all this and that? Mm, I'm not sure, but that's what happens when you try to play power games and you get too greedy. So let's see how this goes because Mr. Daybell was confronted at a gas station in Kauai, Hawaii, where him and Lori have been living. And he was asked about JJ Fallow and Tylee Ryan. And this was his response. I just can't comment. I just can't comment. He's a father to five children of his own. And yet he can't comment on who are now his own stepchildren. He just can't comment. And yet he says that they have supporters. Look, I get people have their, their, who are into like weird shit all the time. I get that. And everybody has their own thing. But if you're into supporting people who have done something to kids and are making a circus out of it and actually get actual enjoyment out of watching reporters chase them down and get into their face and ask them questions, then you really need to look at yourself in the mirror because that's some sick twisted shit right there. These are kids. Tylee's 17. She's still a kid. They don't need supporters. They need to fess up to what they did to these kids. Plain and simple. These are kids. They still have their lives to live. You want to play games and stuff like that? By all means, find something else to do. Don't be fucking around with these kids' lives. Literally, lives. It really, it really upsets me when people do these things. People have been, and this has been more and more lately, it seems like people have been treating children like trash. They look at them as if the kids don't matter, as if I can do whatever I want with them because they don't matter to anybody. And it's not true. These are the updates that I have for the kids. I... I really hope the next ones that I have are the are that they are found alive. I do pray for it. Even for those that do not pray, at least having good thoughts that they are found alive. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening. I will keep you guys updated on Facebook, which is where one of the uh, platforms that this can be found on plus podbean.com, iTunes, and Spotify. I I will also be using updates on Twitter as all things Erie from Erie PA, Erie with three E's, and Instagram at Kathy, B-R-D-L-Y, 
and Kathy with a K. And please don't forget to let us know what you think or rate us on iTunes and podbean.com. And this is Kathy signing off.